Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. We're going to finish with segment four of problem solving. In this segment, we're going to explore sort of a secular version of the serenity prayer as a problem solving tool. And why secular? Well, because not everybody out there is Christian. Not everybody out there believes in a higher power. And this tool is too good this approach is too useful to restrict it just to certain groups of people. I want you to be able to embrace it and tailor it to work for you. So it starts out with God grant me the serenity. And for some people, that's the beginning of the end. So let's think about God as good orderly direction. And I can't take credit for that. Obviously, um, if you're in the program, you're well aware. But uh, one of my first mentors taught me the acronym stands for Good Orderly Direction. And we talk about this a lot in Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery. You are looking toward what are your ultimate goals, what's important to you, and what are your values. This is your direction. This is where you're going. So if you consider everything in terms of how is it going to help me achieve those goals, or is it going to waste my energy that I could be using to achieve those goals, you're going to find yourself at peace a lot more. And we're going to talk about peace and surrender in a little while. So good orderly direction, you need to know what's important to you. And write it down. Don't just sit there and go, okay, right now what's important to me. No, I want you to take time and write it down and know in the big scheme of things what is important to you and keep it handy. Keep it on your mobile device. What are my goals regarding the things that are important to me? So if having positive relationships with your kids is important to you, that's great. But what does that look like? What are your goals in terms of your relationships with your kids? How much Time are you spending? What kind of time? What are you doing? What does that look like? What are your goals? How can you make that relationship be a good one? What does it look like? Once you figure out those, what your ultimate goals are in terms of what's important to you, relationships that are important to you, your personal growth and development, um, all that stuff, then you want to say, what are my values? Or maybe you want to start with values. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Values are the, and I say three to five because you get much more than that and you're going to be all over the place. So what are the top three or five things that you want to be known for, that you would want to have put on your, on your headstone when you die? Um, for me, my values of honesty, loyal, compassion, dedication, those are my top four. Um, so whenever I tr choose a course of action, or I assess a problem, I say, how is my decision making sure that I am enacting these values? So good orderly direction. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Serenity is a state of acceptance, of radical acceptance, of saying, you know what? It is what it is. And there's nothing I can do to change it. Now I can either accept it I can or I can change how I feel or think about it but I can't change it initially it's important to practice radical acceptance or what some people call practicing the pause 
because you want to be able to accept that life is what it is in the moment without fighting against it, telling yourself, I should feel this way, or people shouldn't behave this way. Well, shoulds and shouldn'ts ain't reality. What is, is what is. And the only thing that you have control of is how you act, react, and think about it. Radical acceptance and distress tolerance help you get through that adrenaline rush so you can make a, t a decision in your wise mind. So you accept it is what it is. That doesn't mean it doesn't stop hurting. Distress tolerance skills help you be able to get through the pain and move through this until you can get into a frame of mind where you can think clearly. That additional, that initial um, uh, 60 to 90 seconds, you've got tunnel vision, adrenaline fog. You're not thinking clearly. So when that happens, you're not going to make the best decision. You're going to probably make the most knee-jerk decision to make the problem go away. I had a client tell me one time that, uh, you know, he, he went through treatment, and he had been through treatment several times, and he came in, and he was so proud of himself that day because he, he was sleeping, and somebody came and knocked at the door. Now, in the past, his first reaction would have been to crawl out the window because he was running from stuff, and he was afraid that he couldn't face whatever it was. But in this particular instance, he practiced the pause, took a deep breath, reminded himself that he's got this and he can get through whatever and he opened the door and it turned out not to be a big deal but the point being in that adrenaline rush in that first 90 seconds those old behaviors were saying crawl out the window he got through those and chose a behavior that was better because then he knew what was on the other side of the door and he knew it wasn't a big deal so now when people knock on the door, he doesn't have as much of an adrenaline reaction because he's starting to have positive experiences. Distress tolerance skills help you endure without impulsively reacting to distress, making it have to go away. Um, sometimes I use the example of a bumblebee on your arm. If a bumblebee lands, and bumblebees are naturally very docile creatures. Um, we're not talking honeybees. We're talking the big, fluffy, furry ones that look like teddy bears with wings. And they land on your arm. They're probably just sniffing around, and they'll fly away. Or I don't know if they sniff, but whatever. They'll fly away in short order unless you start swatting at them. So if it lands on your arm and your first urge is to swat at it, guess what? You're probably going to get stung. If you take a breath, you practice the pause and let the bee do what it's going to do without having to act on your initial urge, you'll think in your wise mind, yeah, swatting at it's probably not the best idea. Let me just put my arm down and walk away. The bee usually finds it's unpleasant and moves on. Um, now, obviously, if you are deathly allergic to bees, you're going to have a different reaction for obvious reasons. But for, the, for most of us out there, you can understand this analogy. The courage to change the things I can. Now, courage is interesting. Courage means the, the courage to choose a different way of reacting and not feed into that urge for immediate gratification, not to get the bee to go away or not to crawl out the window to avoid whatever's on the other side of the door. The courage to endure distress for the moment. So letting the bee sit there, it's not necessarily pleasant. You may be a little bit frightened, but knowing that you can get through it. 
enduring the distress of walking across the room and answering the door not knowing what's on the other side takes courage and the courage to choose to change how you feel about a situation or to change the situation itself so sometimes you need to have the courage to let go of anger and resentment and go you know what this is just draining my energy and it's not solving anything so I need to have the courage to wave the white flag and go you know what this battle is not worth fighting or to change the situation itself and the wisdom to know the difference wisdom doesn't just happen most of the time you don't just wake up and go aha I've had an epiphany and I know all that's not the way it works sometimes you wake up and you have one of those light bulb moments but it's more like somebody slapping you upside the back of the head going hey dummy pay attention um, but wisdom comes from acting in your wise mind to identify those things that are obviously out of your control let's choose those first those are the easiest ones like the weather there's no sense getting upset over the weather it's going to happen there's no sense getting upset because the days are getting shorter because it's going to happen so just accepting it because getting upset over those things just wastes your energy learning about which things are out of your control and this is important because so many people try to control things that are not in their control like other people you may think you can control other people but you can't control other people now if you have small children you may have a little bit more control but ultimately they are sentient little beings and they're going to do what they want to do um, so understanding you can control how you act and react in a situation you can control what reinforcement or punishment you provide but you can't control another person's choice using mindfulness to learn what it is that you are needing to improve the next moment because sometimes we think what we think we want isn't what we actually want now that's confusing but sometimes people want to get into a relationship for example and it's not because they want a particular person in a relationship it's because they don't want to be alone and they don't want to be alone because they feel so empty inside so no matter what relationship they get into they're probably going to continue to feel empty inside another example would be if you get angry at somebody and you resist change you re you resist letting that anger go you're holding on to it and you are nurturing it I threatened one time to name one of our foster cats grudge that way I could always have a grudge at home that I could nurture um, that didn't go over real well so I've got mojo now so I've always got good mojo but I digress anyhow if you find yourself resisting letting go of an angry or unpleasant feeling you want to look at why what solutions are you proposing and why are they falling short you may need to change what you're doing to improve that situation so if somebody does something that you get angry about it takes away your power and makes you feel helpless powerless unloved rejected sometimes letting that go is hard because it's not that you necessarily want that person's approval but you want to feel empowered again you want to feel good about yourself and with their opinion looming out there you need to change it 
And until you are able to get them to validate you, you can't validate yourself. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment of the time. Now, this is the part that a lot of people don't say, the last part of this. Each moment is a new beginning, a chance to use your energy to help you be happy and healthy. Five minutes ago, you may have got angry, you may have dwelled on it, you may have, you know, heaven forbid, put your fist through a wall. That wasn't helpful. And, you know, it was actually probably pretty hurtful. All right. You don't have to continue down that path. You can choose to stop. And in the next moment, start doing things that are going to get you back on track. What's causing you distress right now doesn't have to continue. So enjoy one moment at a time. If it's distressful right now, improve the next moment. By focusing on the present, not the past, not worrying about the future, by focusing on the present, we're able to enjoy that moment without dwelling in anxiety about the future and regrets about the past. You can't predict the future and you can't change the past. So you might as well focus on what you have control over, which is, drum roll please, the present. Accepting hardships as a pathway to peace. This one's difficult sometimes to really buy into, but think about it. How awesome is it to look at the struggles that you've conquered? No matter what your life has been like, looking back and going, wow, I am still alive and look how strong I am. Other people may not have been able to go through that. Take pride in your strength and courage and be able to say to yourself, yeah, I did that. Have confidence that you can handle because of your prior hardships and experiences. You know you can handle whatever life throws at you which helps you have a sense of serenity and peace that, you know, whatever comes at me, I got this. Think of hardships as opportunities to grow, to learn how to change your thoughts, feelings, or the situations. Every time something comes our way, we're not going to have an answer for it. But by the time it's over, we've learned at least one thing to do or not to do in the future when it happens. But think of it as a learning opportunity. And imagine, focus on how amazing it'll be when you get through it. So this is how hardship can turn into peace. It's strengthening you. It's reminding you of all the things you've been through already. And it's going to help you see how strong you really are. Taking the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Shoulds. I hear these shoulds all the time. We should be nicer to each other. We shouldn't do this. We should do that. That's not as it is. What is is what is. And when you turn on the news, when you walk out your front door, it is what it is. Now, you may want it to be a different way. I'm a mother. I would love for the world to be very different than it is right now, but it's not. So I have to accept it is what it is. How am I going to deal with it? How are, you know, think back if you're older, think back to the 80s and even maybe the 70s or earlier, when as kids, we could go out and ride our bikes and play in, the, play in the neighborhood without having to be like chained to the front yard where parents could have their eyes on us the entire time because it was a dangerous situation. Or where we were able to go out and play in the dirt and, you know, eat sandwiches without disinfecting our hands. Um, <laughs> things that in today's world, we just wouldn't even conceptualize. 
it is what it is. The world has changed. We need to change with it instead of dwelling on how it should be because we can't make it that way anymore. We need to adapt. Remember that the only things you can change are how you feel, how you think about a situation, and sometimes the situation itself. You may extract yourself from the situation. You may do something to improve it. There are things, some situations that you can change. But sometimes you can only change how you think or feel about a situation. Trusting that good orderly direction or God will make all things right if I surrender to it. Making all things right in this case means life, making life bearable. It doesn't mean making you, you know, extremely wealthy or happy as a pig in slop or anything like that. Um, yeah, definitely interesting things to contrast. but. I digress again. Surrendering means focusing on what's important to you and letting go, being willing to let go of the things that distract you and drain your energy, choosing not to fight. You know, sometimes life, if you want to think of it, is a war and there are little battles that happen along the way. Are you going to engage in this particular battle or are you going to surrender to it and say, you know what, not worth my time or energy, you can have the win on this one and move on. Working towards goals helps you feel a sense of pride, helps you feel more self-confident because you can look back and go, you know what? That took a lot of courage to let that go, to pass up that opportunity to get revenge or do whatever it is that you felt like you really wanted to do. But you feel more confident in your ability to use your energy and achieve your goals. It helps you embrace those things that are important to you because you're constantly going, is this helping me reach those goals? So you're constantly thinking about those and thinking in life of life in terms of what is it that I can do to make my present moment even more happy and help me, which will include moving towards my goals. And it reduces stress. You can't be happy and working towards your goals and all of that other stuff and be stressed out. If you are, then you need to really re-examine how hard you're pushing yourself and those shoulds and musts, accepting the world as it is. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life. Well, I can't tell you what reasonably happy looks like, looks like to you. You need to figure that out. We are not going to be deliriously happy 24-7, 365. That just ain't how the life works. Um, but what does reasonably happy look like? What does content look like? Sometimes people set the bar way up here and they forget that they want to look for the times when they are just deliriously happy and they forget about all the times that they're content. It was a good day. It wasn't a great day, but it wasn't a bad day. It was a good day. We want to seize on those and be grateful and aware of the good days. Remember in each, every time you're in distress, to choose the action that helps you move closer to your vision of a reasonably happy life. Sometimes that's going to mean backing off on some things. You want to achieve this goal over here, and you're pushing and pushing. And I'm guilty of this. I will work 7, 14, 30 days straight trying to get something out. But sometimes I need to stop and go, is that really helping me achieve a reasonably happy life. It's helping me achieve a goal, but am I happy along the way? So constantly evaluate your choices. When you're solving your problems, 
choose the solution that's going to help you be as happy as possible and keep moving forward. Ultimately, we want serenity. Like any goal, we have to surrender and give up certain things and choose other options to help us move toward our goals. doesn't matter what you're talking about. If you're talking about going on a diet, sometimes you have to give up chocolate for a little while or at least chocolate at every meal and choose something a little healthier like an apple. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Give up certain behaviors and choose not to act on certain thoughts and feelings takes a ton of courage. It's really easy to feed into those knee-jerk reactions. It takes a lot of courage and discipline to step back, practice the pause, and choose a direction that is not immediately reinforcing, but it's going to help you move forward towards your goals. And being mindful, you will develop a greater awareness of which battles you need to surrender because they're just not worth the fight. Think about that. When you get frustrated, when you get angry, when you get irritable over the next week, just ask yourself, is this worth my energy? If you go into a grocery store and there's a long line, you know, not everybody likes standing in lines. Thankfully, with, the, with mobile devices, I don't really care. But <laughs> if you're one of those people who hate standing in long lines, you can either go to a different store, choose not to get what you need, make the best out of it, or you know, fill in the blank. There are lots of other options that you can do, but you're probably not going to change the fact that there's a line. So getting angry about that, not worth your energy. If you like our podcast, you can subscribe on any podcast player to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery. You can join our Facebook group at docsnipes.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash allceuseducation. Or join our community and access additional resources at DocSnipes.com. Have an awesome week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes. Our mission is to make practical tools for living the happiest life affordable and accessible to everyone. We record the podcast during a Facebook Live broadcast each week. Join us free at DocSnipes.com Facebook or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And remember, DocSnipes.com has even more resources, members-only videos, handouts, and workbooks to help you apply what you learn. If you like this podcast and want to support the work we are doing, for as little as $3.99 per month, you can become a supporter at DocSnipes.com join. Again, thank you for joining us, and let us know how we can help you.